All right, here we go. Hello and welcome to episode five of the Outlander podcast with Maureen Younger and Jen Brister. We did each other's names. We did it wrong. (laughs) We did it wrong. We've screwed up already. I'm not Maureen Younger. (laughs) I'm not Jen Brister. Oh, never mind. No, it doesn't matter. And I've saved it. If you look here at the top, it says Outlander. Yeah, she spelt it. Outlander. That's another series, but never mind. Anyway, so uh, we're here, we're back again, and uh, in, in, in absolute, complete excitement and... I We've doubled e- our fi- uh, listener figures. It's up to nine. I don't know what to do with myself. Um, yeah, I'm just so excited about the fact that there are nine people listening so to this. thank you for tweeting all nine of you. Oh, thank you so much. It's really, really helped us get through our lonely, miserable lives. <laughs> And here we are. Um, this is episode five of the podcast, but not episode five. We're not talking no. about episode five, as you will know. We are talking uh, about episodes eight and nine today. Yes. The, can I just say, this section is one of my favourite sections. Eight, uh, seven to 11. Uh, I love seven, oh, episodes seven to 11. Maureen can't get enough of... How many times have you watched episode Oh, God, about 30, 40 times. But anyway, moving on. 30 uh, to 40 <laughs> times. I like the way that you're vague enough that that... that <laughs> I think the amount of times you've watched it, you'd actually you'd be quite precise about it. Do you know thirty six times? No, because I don't really want to admit it to myself. I'm even noticing continuity errors now. Continuity errors. Yeah. Oh God. That's how often I've watched it. But I, anyway, I've watched it once. What did you think? These episodes are great. Yes, I'm always sucked in from the minute <laughs> I start watching it. I had to watch the last, the end of episode nine with Maureen just now because I couldn't remember. In fact, it was the bit, if you'll remember, last episode we talked about, I said I couldn't watch it and I'd skip through episode, particular She was section. on a train. I was on a train and the sexy bit I couldn't watch. So I've just spent a very <laughs> awkward three minutes watching that with Maureen in my kitchen, just watching them boffing away. Anyway, we'll get back to that. At, you know, later, because we're not there yet. We're on episode eight. And uh, episode eight uh, starts with uh, the present day, 1945. Yeah, and the husband is moaning at the police. Frank is... He's not happy. He, well, he's... You know, and I, at this point, we're supposed to feel empathy for Frank, and I, and I do. Yeah. Because his wife has gone missing... She's been going, how many days has she gone now? Weeks now. It's like weeks. And he's told the police and the police have gone, look, mate, she's just buggered off with another woman. Just Another woman? Sorry. <laughs> That's wishful thinking on Jen's part. Hello. That's a completely different series. This is a completely different show. Um, but if I could speak to the creators of this show and, and maybe recommend that she does go off with another woman. In season three. That would be, I'd be much more into this show if that is actually what happened. No. She's gone off with obviously another man. It's 1945. There weren't lesbians in 1945, as we all well know. Yes, no matter what Sarah Waters says. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> anyway, he's 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 at a loss, isn't he? And the police aren't helping. The police and... just tell him, "Look, man, he's he's gone off with some. She's gone off with another man. Yeah, he's gone off with another man. This Highlander. Um, Which, to be fair, it's kind of true. Well, I mean, she has. What he doesn't know is that she's gone off with another man 200 years ago. So, I mean, there's no way your brain would take you there. So, he... When does he end up having a drink? Is that oh, later, later on. Later. And then it kind of right. moves to um, a very nice scene of Claire and um, Jamie. Jamie being slightly naive and going, oh, you know, is it, is it always like this? Oh, a man Claire. and a woman. Is it always... Is it is always this passionate? <laughs> I don't know it what... It sounded I'm, less threatening when Jamie said it. It's very aggressive <laughs> when I do a Scottish accent. 
I mean, and by the way, that was a Scottish accent, in case you're wondering what the hell that was. And then Claire Festival goes, oh, yeah, and then she kind of tells the truth and goes, no, this is... This is something different. special. This, this is, is different. different. Yeah. Jamie seems really happy. Yeah, he seems really happy. Obviously, it doesn't last long, because we know what happens. And then an arrow comes, as it does in the Highlands. Suddenly an arrow appears, and we meet Hugh Monroe. That's it. So we meet a guy who, can he speak? He can't no, speak. No, he's had his tongue he's cut out. He's had his tongue cut out by the English. No, by the Turks. By the time. Turks. Oh, no, that's right, because he went on a crusade or something. Yeah. I don't think it was a crusade. I don't, don't really, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I've just gone back another 500 years. Anyway, he was in, why did he, what was he doing in Turkey? He got caught by the, the Turks, who was made a slave, and they cut out his tongue, pulled, balling all over his legs. But he's a messenger. So you think if you had your tongue out, that probably would be a really bad job. But he tells Hugh, he tells Jamie about the man that can get Jamie, who can perhaps free Jamie from a, having the, what do you call it? He's got, a, on his head. He's got a thing on his, on his head. He's got a prize on his head. <laughs> he's not actually got anything on his head. I don't know if you've noticed, he doesn't wear anything on his head. Um, but yeah, he's got a price on his head and apparently this chap can help and so Jamie gets really excited because it, if that happens, then he can... Take Claire back to Lallybrock. Yeah, take Claire back to his um, uh, place of wherever the hell he's from, Lallybrock. I mean, it doesn't even sound like a real place. <laughs> so, there we are. And uh, after that, of course, uh, what happens? I think it, <laughs> I think it, then, I mean, it, goes, it goes back to Frank. It goes back to Frank and he's in a bar. He's in a bar, and this woman bar. comes, right. sidles up to him and goes, I know where the Highlander is who basically ran off with your wife. Yeah, because remember, he saw a Highlander ages ago, before Claire went missing, First hanging episode. outside uh, the lamppost, and he was like, oh, that's the guy that's taken her. So she was like, yeah, and I can tell you where he is. So, he's so like, they meet oh, up right. in the pouring rain. And very unusual in the West Coast of Scotland, raining. Very unusual. And they meet up, and they try and rip him off, try and get the money from him. And and he shows, Frank shows that he's got a bit of uh, blackjack randle in him because he beats the shit out of them all. Yeah, he goes absolutely nutsoid. He, I mean, you wouldn't imagine he had it in him, but he's incredibly angry and he nearly beats a man to death uh, and only spares him because the woman goes, please don't. Um, and then he tries to strangle her. Kill. Yeah. And then he stops, he stops, he grabs her by the throat and then he stops. Oh yeah, he stops himself. So that bit of blackjack randle. It's still in him. It's still there. I mean, you know, he's got it under control. Because he doesn't murder her. No, or, he doesn't or try and chop off a nipple or, or rape anything. her. Sorry. Or rape her. There was no rape in this bit. So this, thank God. Uh, and then Reverend Wakefield tells him, look, let her go. You've got to forget about her. She's gone. But what happens next? Of course, the housekeeper says, listen, I'll tell you where she is. She's gone back 200 years. She's gone back through a portal 200 years and you'll be able to find her if you go up the crack the noon or wherever it is. <laughs> And obviously he's like, you're nutsoid, could you please stop talking to me? <laughs> Clearly that hasn't happened. And he goes back to Oxford. And he says, I'm going to go home because she's not here and what else can I do? And meanwhile... But, meanwhile... What in happens? the Highlands, Claire, is, Claire and Jamie are holding hands, it's by the fire, it's all very romantic. Rupert's telling a story and then the horses make a noise and all the Highlanders know they're about to be attacked. Okay, I don't remember that bit. Please take over. <laughs> okay. They're about to be attacked. Obviously they fight them off... Um, and then the next morning, they said to Clay, look, you've really got to learn how to defend yourself. Oh, that's right, because you're really, if nothing else, you're just, you, you know, letting the side down. So they so teach her how to use Angus a knife. Yeah, her. how to use a skin do. And he teaches her how to go for the kidneys, go for the... What happens if you're attacked from the front? What happens if you're attacked from behind? behind? Anyway... As Claire is always capable of doing, she picks it up like really quickly, like it's like she's been doing it for about thirty-eight years. 
There's no like, I mean, there's no, at no point does she look like she doesn't know what she's doing. She's like, oh, you mean you get the knife and then you do this and then you do that and then you can stab a man and then that's it. Okay, got it. And you're like, oh, well, you've nailed that pretty quick. Which is lucky for Claire because that comes in handy. Very soon, actually. Very soon. Because uh, Jamie and Claire are canoodling. Again, very nice. Jamie's all being very kind of romantic, very sexy, very slightly naive and uh, shagging away. And then suddenly, uh-oh, they get attacked by two oh, they get, deserters. They get attacked by two English deserters. Who, one's about to kill Jamie, the other one's about to, to rape, rape Claire. Claire. But don't worry, because Claire, remember, she's just learned how to use a knife. That was handy. That was very handy, because she immediately is able to get hold of a knife, also incredibly handy, and, and stabs killing. him in exactly the spot that Angus told her to, which was... That's her doctor, nurse's training coming in, through. In the kidneys. So. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Jamie, who's not to be outdone, slits the throat of the other soldier. Yeah, so they both managed to murder two English men. Quite quickly. Um, she's in shock, though, to be fair. She's in shock. Yeah. And Jamie's obviously very concerned about it. I don't her. really remember what happens next. I mean, a lot of this, I'm just waiting for Maureen to tell me what happens, and then I'll just sit here and go, uh-huh, uh-huh. But to be fair, when you start telling me, then I remember. It's really difficult to sort of retain all this information. I mean, I know we're doing a podcast about a particular show, and I should know this. Um, I'm completely aware of how you know, utterly ironic this is. Is ironic even the right word? Have I just done an Alanis Morissette and used it incorrectly? I just mean that I am aware that I should know what I'm talking about. And I don't. That's why you're a stand-up comic. That's why I'm a stand-up comedian. I've spent years blagging about things I don't know. I don't know anything. So, so anyway. So anyway, carry on. And then on. they go off to meet Horrocks, but they're concerned that Horrocks, uh, Jamie's going to be in danger if he meets Horrocks by himself, so they're going to go with him. But they're worried about Claire. Jamie's worried about Claire, and obviously he's a bit peeved that he put Claire in such danger. Uh, he feels guilty, I think. And so he makes Claire stay, stay behind with Willie. Claire, yes. And Claire's in a bad mood. She's in a foul mood. She's really not happy. About being left behind. But then we realise that she's not really happy because she realises she's forgotten about her, trying to get back home because she's been too busy shagging Jamie. Yeah. Which, um, to be fair, understandable. Yes, I mean, it's a real distraction, isn't it? It's, it would distract me. It would, it would put me off. It would definitely distract the average straight woman. heterosexual woman. So, so Claire and Willie is there. Willie decides to go to the loo. Claire goes for a wander. Claire goes for a wander. But why does she go for a wander? Well, she goes for a wander because she realises she's very close to the very place she needs to get to to get back to 1945, which is called... Craig Nadoon. Craig Nadoon. Craig Nadoon. Whatever. Anyway... But she and, and and this bit is quite interesting, actually. Even I admit that I was like, "Oh, what's going to happen?" Oh yeah, because I was thinking, "Oh my god, is she going to go back?" Yeah, because she's walking towards Craig Nadoon, and then at the same time, so it's, but in nineteen forty-five, I mean, I don't even know how it can be at the same time because there's two hundred years difference. He's walking towards Craig Nadoon at the same time that she's walking towards Craig Nadoon, and they're calling each other's names, and he can hear her. He's got really good hearing. His hearing is incredible. If you look at his ears, they are immaculate. They're very big. <laughs> Can she hear him? I think she can. We're not sure if she can hear him, but he can definitely hear her. And you think that they, like, she's going to get there, she's going to touch the stone in time, but just as she's about to touch the stone, what should happen? Some red coat soldiers, English soldiers, blinking. Them again, grab her and take her to Fort William to meet... Oh, not that absolute penis. Yes, Blackjack Randall. Blackjack Randall, that rapey guy. Anyway, Blackjack Randall, who is, as we know, her husband <laughs> with a wig. So... <laughs> So that's what happens. But that bit, I was I, that bit. I did think, oh, is she going to go back? Because yeah, yeah, the whole bit, time I'm watching this, I'm thinking she's got to go back at some point. She has to go back to 1945 at some point, right? Am I wrong? I mean, I, you lot have watched this. I haven't. And then there'd be the quandary about whether she should go back to 
see Jamie, but obviously I'm wrong. So not the first time. And so, but you know, this is what I like about Claire. I mean, she's she's got to give her credit. She's uh, she's already thinking of a way of of stopping Blackjack in his tracks by coming up with a, uh, the Sandringham that she's working with the Duke of Sandringham, so she can kind of confuse him. Oh yes, that whole Sandringham thing. Oh, that's so, a clever move. So how does she know about him again? Oh, because she from remembers her from her husband, right? But what she doesn't remember, seem to realise, is, is that he's as gay as a goose. And the reason why she gets caught up is because Blackjack Randall asks her, even though he's been tripped up. By her saying, well, I know Sandringham. And you work for him. And you work for him. He uh, asks her about Sandringham's wife, who you obviously met his wife, and she's like, yes, there is no wife because he is a homo. Correct? Sexual. Yes. Sexual. A homosexual. Sorry, I forgot the sexual bit. God forbid anyone think we are homophobic. Um, I just refer to all gays as homos. That's not homophobic to anyone. Uh, I would also refer to myself as a homo. So I just don't. And she does frequently, and I do, and and frequently Maureen does as well. (laughs) She's never referred to me as a homo ever, but um, it would amuse me if she did. Um, Are you gay? (laughs) No. No, no. I just, I just need, I just need a little shtick for the for the set. The amount of times I've done I've done a gig and some blokes come up to me and went, oh, but you're not really gay. And I'm like, what straight woman in her right mind would stand up on stage and talk about being gay? And not that I talk about being gay for 20 minutes, because that would be boring, but what kind of kind of madness would that be? Or have your hairstyle, to be honest. Or, or even have this haircut. All this check shirt. <laughs> I actually am wearing a check shirt She is wearing a check shirt. I, I mean, can, can confirm that. Oh, we might even and take a photo shoes. of it. sensible shoes. They're, they're, they're trainers. Yeah, they're sensible. But Nike Airs, you know, they're quite cool. Anyway, back to, back to the show. <laughs> Look, back to the show. Um, so he, he realises that she's lying. He then uh, ties, her, ties her hands behind her back, um, kind of strips off the top of her clothes. Her, her bosoms are, are bare. Bends her over a table. It's about to rape her. Let's not forget the bit that just before he tries to rape her, the bit with the knife and her Oh, nipple. yes. No, that's, 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 he's got it. And then he finds, as he's about to rape, he finds the knife. Oh, and, he and then he puts the knife, knife by a nipple. So it looks like he's about to cut the nipple. Oh. And then, I have to say, this is one of the best endings of any episode I've ever seen, ever. Uh, the window's cut open. <laughs> okay. Perhaps I'm not selling it as well, but it is a really good episode, end of an episode. Ignore, ignore Sarky one <laughs> to the right. Please. And Jamie's in the window with a pistol going... Thank you to take your hands off my wife. That is a blinking great ending. And you know what? I was watching this on Love Film originally because I like to be in the cutting edge of modern technology. Because Maureen still lives in 2005. And I went to put on episode nine, probably at two in the morning, went to put on episode nine to see what happened. And it wasn't on the D- on the DVD. I can't tell you how frustrating that was. Very frustrating. I can't even begin to tell you how frustrated I was when I realised it was on there. <laughs> oh, I've got to watch another one. Anyway, look... That's a great ending to an episode. It's a massive cliche. Just as she's about to get raped, he comes through the door with a musket in his hand or a pistol or whatever the (laughs) hell it is. Stand out, thank you to take your hands off. Of course you're going to think it. It's because it's a classic flipping fairy tale, the man saves the woman bullshit. Look, beep. Sorry, we should beep that out. But I'm not going to because I uh, technically I'm not minded like that way. So I, I, anyway, look, what do I, what do I know? (laughs) 
What do I know? I mean, I'm not. This I realise that Outlander wasn't written for me. It's not for me. It's not it's for, for women like me. It's not for women like me. It's for women like Maury. I understand. Uh, but that for me, when that happened, it did make me giggle. Did it? It did not make you oh, giggle. Come on! I, when I was like that, and he just comes through the door at the last minute, I was like, "Oh God, here we go." I thought it was great. Anyway, okay, so that was episode. That was episode eight. eight. So that, I hope we, that was a great recap, wasn't it? So what we, we've learned is that Frank's still looking for Claire. Claire's kind of stopped looking for Frank. But feels guilty about feels it. Feels guilty about She's it. She's falling in love with Jamie. She's falling in love with Jamie. This has been going on for a while. Jamie's madly in love with Claire. Mm. Jamie's trying to think about his future with Claire by trying to sort out this whole thing with this bounty on his head. It's all about Claire, basically. So yes, that is are. true. That's that's Jamie's now we're heading straight into episode nine, which is called the reckoning. The reckoning, and it's the first and only time you have Jamie doing the voiceover because normally it's Claire. Oh, is this is this the only episode? Yeah. Oh, right. Episode. So 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 uh, is so, it, so, so it's basically this episode from Jamie's that? point of view. There is an episode later where he it, Claire can't be talking, can it? Because she's not there. No. In the no, episode with no. The, you don't get Jamie. It's the only time Jamie has his voiceover. Oh, right. Okay. So anyway, we get Jamie's perspective. And I think the reason why we have Jamie's perspective in this particular episode is for a number of reasons, but I'm going to No, guess... no. What do you think the reasons are? Go on. Well, I... I look, I mean, far be it for me to be in any way analytical about this show. But if I was going to analyse it, I would say that it'd be very difficult to have empathy for Jamie in this episode if we don't see it from his perspective. Yes, that's true. Because essentially what happens is um, he beats Claire with a Mm. belt at one point. So we're not going to have any empathy for him if we're seeing it from her perspective because you're going to be seeing... If you saw it from Claire's perspective, you'd be livid on her behalf. You'd be like, what is this guy hitting her? How can she stay with him? It's domestic violence. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that, blah, blah, blah. But seeing it from Jamie's perspective, uh, then that changes everything. And you're like, mm, he kind really of has point. I never thought of that. Yeah, that's kind true. Of has to, he kind of has to do it because of all of these reasons that it's 18th century Scottish man and he has to be seen to be in control of his wife. Now... I don't know that, uh, I mean, if we were to really, like, overanalyze this, I don't, um, I don't know that I buy that, but um, it is, it is essentially impossible for you to uh, uh, still like Jamie if it's not from his perspective. Yeah, and I think that this is the, cl- well, we'll, we'll get to it later, I suppose, but I think this is a clever thing, because it's, it's, it's a difficult thing that you've... It's, it's an essential part of the story. It's a difficult thing because obviously women have got to like Jamie. That's how the story works. And so this is kind of... An, and I think what they do is they make it make it clear it's all about a sense of justice rather than the fact that he, he, he wants to go and hit his wife. It's this... And they, they kind of... That's how they get round it, I think. And they, it, they do it quite cleverly, I think. Yeah, it is clever. And also in terms of the direction... We'll get into this in a minute. But basically, so we know what happens. So Claire is saved and all, all the guys it turns out that it wasn't just Jamie going in on his own everybody went in and risked their lives to save her and she's been sent to Coventry yeah because yeah because she's endangered everybody and they yeah they're not so no one's to talking her. to her so she's trying to talk to them and they're just like ignoring no her. quite understandably understandably um and so Jamie, as the husband, he's the one who's got to deliver the punishment well it's made clear it's made clear by his peers that he needs to put her in, a, in her place. Yeah. Um, so he's like, like I think it's his cousin says, I don't think she understands how much danger she puts in. And he's like, no, you're right, and I need to let her know. So when you hear that, you think maybe he'll sit down and go, listen, you need to know that we're, 
when you disappeared and we all came to save you, you put men's lives in risk. But actually, his, his way of letting her know is to take his belt off uh, and put her over his leg and beat the living daylights out of her with a leather strap. Now, you could think this is quite a brutal scene, but very cleverly by the directors, they put what feels like a Benny Hill... <laughs> soundtrack <laughs> sort of jaunty tune to the sound of a woman being beaten by a leather belt and then that's where we go oh well I'm, it's not that bad is it okay i'm not quite it's not quite my analysis of the episode <laughs> no Weirdly. it's my analysis but I think he meant because he does make it clear because you know if you were a man you probably would get a lot worse you know you would have got your ears cropped or flogged or even killed and obviously, we've obviously seen that physical punishment is, is around in those days. So, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, my cousins went to school in Scotland when people still got strapped at school, still got the strap at school. And I'm not that old. And I'm old, but I'm not that old. So, you know, physical punishment's kind of seen. And it, you are seeing that in the patriarchy. Obviously, he's, he's got to play the role in order to be kind of accepted. And so you get it. And obviously, Claire gives up. She's. She, puts a good fight up doesn't she she gives as good as she gets yeah yeah she does she he she doesn't take it lying down i mean right. literally, literally uh well she well she, she does in the she, end she, she does in the end but she, she's definitely putting up a fight so and, and jamie <coughs> naivety kind of thinks right i've punished you know because that's what done I, now that's done now because that's what I would, he would think you know, i've been punished by my father so that's it well everything's it, clean you know yeah, we're the all slate, sorted. The slate's, slate's clean the slate's clean yeah weirdly because I, I, I think what you get in here you get this idea between the, the, the 18th century man and the 20th century woman meeting he just can't understand why claire won't do what she's told because that's how women are supposed to be in his society claire of course isn't of that opinion and it, it's this <clears> kind <throat> but she's of, quite modern even to the 40s because yeah, i mean let's be honest it wasn't like that it wasn't that forward yeah. thinking in the 1940s so there's that kind of cl- clash of cultures here that's what it what it is this eight, 18th century man is like you know you get that when they have that argument which we've, we've missed out they have this big argument by the no we haven't missed it out yeah it's before the, before he beats oh, her oh is it before okay sorry i jumped the gun Yes, they have the argument. The first time you actually see Jamie angry, and he is absolutely livid with her, and she gives as good as she gets. She argues back, and he just because he that that's a great scene because you you know he just can't. It's like why don't you just do what you're told? And she goes, I don't have to. And he goes, Yes, you do. You're my wife. And he just it's yeah, that breaks clash. down and has, yeah. a, has a little weep, and they um, forgive each other, and then he they beats her. Um, they forgive each other. <laughs> yeah, all's forgiven, but it's not. But it's not. She gets strapped, and of course Claire is. Uh, Absolutely furious, refuses to have anything to do with Jamie. Um, so I like get... his optimism that they're yeah. going to have any nookie later. <laughs> That's a typical bloke, and, and isn't it? Abs- like, what have I done? What have I done? Absolute surprise when she's so, like, You have got, got to be joking. You've got to be joking, <laughs> mate, if you think that's happening. <laughs> and, and his genuine, like, just like, But what? Why? Why? Yeah. Why? I've been in that. Yeah. It's like men will say something. I've had that when a man is. I went out on a date and this guy just was criticising me the whole. Didn't like what I was wearing, didn't like this, didn't like that. And then I went home and he couldn't understand it. It's like, well, because you've been criticising me all day, you idiot. Yeah. But I mean, um, yeah, that is quite funny when he's getting, he's taking off his jacket and he thinks, well, I'm going to have some sexy time. And she's like, forget about it. Forget mate. about that. That's not happening. And um, then there's the politics because Dougal's annoyed that he's married an English woman because Dougal wants, uh, not Dougal, Callum. Colum. Colum wants to, oh, uh, Jamie to be his replacement. Successor. Which won't happen if he's married to an English woman. And then Dougal and Colm have this huge argument, and that's when we find out who uh, the real father, well, you know, the, the father of uh, Hamish. Uh, is it? Is that his son? Hamish? That's his son's. Colm's son is. I mean, it's actually Dougal's because Colm can't have 
children. children. So that means that Dougal boffed his wife. Yep. Jeez, Louise. No wonder they hate each other. Yeah. Oh, no wonder Colm hates Dougal. God, that is really... I mean, how to castrate a man, get your brother to boff your wife to get your heir. Oh, you may. And so there's a lot of tension because Dougal's collected gold for the Jacobites. Colm isn't happy about it. So there's all this inter-clan tension about who should they follow. And then Colm's angry with Jamie because Jamie has married a Sassanac. And so now that means he can no longer be... A, a, a runner for the next chief. Yeah. Which is pissed off Dougal. Quite a lot. And then the deleted scene, which you don't actually see in the episode, um, Colin suggests that you know something could happen to Claire, which <laughs> Jamie does not appreciate. Where did you see this deleted scene? I've got the DVDs, haven't I? Oh, right. Mm. Jesus. Yeah, which I've also so watched Maureen's, quite a few times. Maureen's got the DVDs. You've got Kindle. it on Amazon. So, yes, I've got it on a Kindle. You've got it on your Kindle. You can never have enough, and I've got the books. But anyway, moving on. So, um... Good <laughs> night, you've got it on every... I've got it on you don't have it on your phone. That'd That's, be weird, wouldn't it? I've got no. it on my watch. <laughs> I've just got photos of Sam Hewitt on my phone. Oh, that's just true, the odd yeah. one or two. I mean, there's, nothing, there's absolutely nothing <laughs> creepy about that at all. So, so yes. So, um, so yeah. The, so we're back in Leoch, um and Leary then tries to uh, seduce Jamie. Oh yeah, that's it. So she goes to the. She, he's skipping stones as you do. He's thinking, uh, contemplating thinking. life and the pursuit of happiness and why isn't Claire letting me boff her is probably what he's thinking. And then... Don't yeah, know what I did wrong. Larry or Lowry or whatever her name is. Leary. She comes along uh, and, uh, uh, well, basically tries to seduce him. She take, she's only... She's got only... She I only mean, does her corset and that's a... I mean, considering it's... Bazungas out. It's winter. It's, it's kind of almost Christmas in Scotland and she's in a cloak and her undies, underwear, just like... I mean, she's a brave woman. She's in that kind of bodice with her, you know, her boobs almost falling yeah, out. Yeah, boobs are very I mean, much tumbling out. Freeze to death. But anyway... Um... I don't know if you've been to Newcastle on a Friday <laughs> night, but a lot of girls don't seem to notice the cold. Because I have. I've just seen the girls that seemingly just out with a belt on and a bra. But um, anyway, I, I, I like to have my kidneys covered. I'm that kind of woman. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I feel the cold. In a fleece. But anyway... Always in a fleece. Yeah. Anyway, Jamie, he, he's... He kind of goes, he's almost there, he's almost tempted, but he doesn't. He, he holds back and he's determined that he's got to make a, he's got to sort it out with Claire. So he goes back to Claire. Now, obviously, Jen is not going to appreciate this. I oh, love this, this scene. This is the most unrealistic scene I've ever seen in my bloody life. <laughs> I mean, Jen is a real romantic. I think this anyone, scene is great. What, the amount of self awareness that he has about what's happened, about what, how Claire's feeling, about how he can change things, about all of it. It's just, come on, it, it, it beggars belief, doesn't it? Does no one else agree with me? Am I the only one? Maureen's looking at me with a face of stone. I'm just trying to remember when John Mills, because John Mills, who was Scottish, he, anyway, he did, anyway, we'll, we'll do, we won't talk about John Mills now. But anyway, it's, uh, he then uh, swears to Claire that he will never hit her again, basically. He does that, he does that oath of fealty that they give to, to Colin. Yeah, but, so, but, but let's back up a bit. So he arrives, and obviously Claire's got a face like, you know... Thunder. A thunder, and he's standing there saying, look, you know, I had a chat with someone and it's made me realise... Who was it that made him realise? No, because uh, Colin backed down and gave Dougal the Oh, yes, yeah. so then he realises that men can bend. Do you know what I mean? They don't have to be, like, rigid about things. And he's like, you know... It made me mindful. And it made him mindful. I don't know how a conversation with Colin made him think about his own, uh, uh, what he did. But anyway, he realises that he should never have hit her. And that should he ever do that again, that, he, that she should be able to pierce his heart with this uh, dagger. Uh, she has been given instructions. 
I mean, he's been very specific about what to do with it and where, where, to, where to put the knife. So she doesn't immediately warm to him. And he's like, oh, do you not love me anymore? Do you want to live separately? And he looks absolutely bereft. Anyway, of course, she still loves him and she forgives him. And they get down and have hot, steamy sex that I had to witness with Maureen Young. <laughs> and Jen looked and went, well, I couldn't do that as an actor. <laughs> I'm watching it all I can think about is of course that they're actors of course I know they're actors but I'm watching it the whole time going can you imagine you don't know this person Maureen was saying to me I think that this was one of the first scenes the actors ever filmed together or certainly one of the first sex scenes that they filmed together um <laughs> I'm just like I mean she's there's no way two ways about it she hops on board doesn't she and yes. she's, at, she's going at it yeah, and he's all over her. And he's all over it. It's like, oh, God, this is the best sex I've ever had. I can't imagine it. I just want to consume you. And then she gets a knife and puts it to his throat. It's like, you ever hit me again and I'll stick this in you, cut you out your guts. And as she's really going at it. And I'm watching it going, this is awkward. <laughs> it's awkward. You know, you just, I mean, how do you... And there was all those rumours. There was loads of rumours about whether those two are really together or not. Like, well, I don't know. It's nobody's I, I mean, I don't know why it even matters. Uh, People uh, get really wound up about it. You think, who cares? I don't care. I mean, look, it, it, they seem to have good chemistry, so I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there that I think it could work. <laughs> if they haven't thought about it, I'd say, guys, if you've got it on screen, try it off. But whether Screen, it, she means try it off screen. Try it off screen. <laughs> Whether or not they're, they're doing it, I don't really Some give them really, it's, it's hilarious. Some people get so wound up about it. It's like, who cares? It's nobody's business. It's actually quite good not to know, isn't it? I think, I think some people nice. are absolutely desperate to know. Yeah. And it's quite nice. It's like, but it's not going to make any difference to anybody else's life, whether they're together or not, is it? No, it actually it kind of spoils it, knowing it either way. Because at the moment, it's like, oh, you know. The, I mean, they are great, great. They've got great chemistry together. They've got great chemistry together, and they seem to enjoy simulating and sex. And I think if you're going to have that sex <laughs> together... <laughs> If you're going to have to simulate sex with somebody, you do want to get on well with them, don't you? I mean, I was in a play once where I had to kiss somebody and I couldn't stand it. It was just, just a nightmare. I've just never had to do that. And I, I, I it's not much cool for it. Do you know what? I did, this play in, I, did this play, <laughs> I did this play in Germany and the guy, you know, Germ, you know what Germans are like, he wanted this sex in, in an old coward play. And I was like, oh, I know what the Germans are like. Then. So I just went, no, I'm not doing it. And then I saw the guy I was meant to have the sex scene with and I thought, well, I should have waited. <laughs> I'm absolutely doing it. <laughs> How many nights is the show running? It was gorgeous. Three weeks. I should have really waited to see who I was about to have sex with. But anyway, um, yeah, that I, one up. I tip my I tip my hat to all uh, actors that have to do that sort of nonsense. Because also, like I've done film, and it's so technical as well. So you've got, you know, you've got things like you've got to make sure you hit the mark here or whatever, and you've got, you've got to put your arm this high. are in the right place. <laughs> Can you imagine? Could you get your? Could you move your left nipple towards <laughs> camera two, please? Oh yeah, I can, but now my right nipple's in the wrong place. And sometimes you have to do things where you're just like, I had to hold a simple thing, I had to hold this cape. And you had to hold it at an angle, which is really uncomfortable, but it looked good on camera. So God knows what they've got to do when they've got to do those things. Well, if you things. think about it, you've got to do that, and you're just holding a, a cape, cape I know. Maureen. Imagine what she's got to do with, you know. Yeah, anyway. Let's not get into it. <laughs> So what do you think, right? So what you, you're good at analysing. What do you think of this episode nine? Oh, let's not forget what they find under. They find... Oh, God, yes. They find an ill wish. They find an ill wish. They find a wicker man under the bed. Yeah. Uh, and we all know who put that ill wish It there. is... Larry. L- Leary. Leary. I can never get a blinking name. I thought it was Larry, but it's, I think it's Leary. Leary, Larry, Lowry. It's I her. I called Mari, and we'd all be easy to pronounce it. But anyway, it's Leary. Just call her Joan. <laughs> Joan left it under there. <laughs> 
And uh, as so, um, I imagine that Claire's going to give her a bit of a bollocking in the next episode. But what did I think of the episodes? Well, we've spent half an hour talking about it. So um, <laughs> there's a lot to talk. They're, they're really meaty episodes. They are meaty episodes. I did enjoy them. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was deep analysis. <laughs> if, if, look, if we go back, don't forget, I did put a lot of deep thought and analysis into several bits of this, uh, both episodes, I think. And I think I've contributed greatly to uh, anyone who's interested in Outlander. You all have listened to that and gone, Jen's got a fresh perspective. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> no? More is like... <laughs> No. Oh, was that was that directed at me? Okay. Well, it's, it's, it's directed at anyone, actually. I mean, I'm talking into an abyss, aren't I? It's just a black hole. No, there is. There's only me and Maureen in this kitchen. Um, but uh, yes, I mean, I, I am. I suppose directing at you, Maureen. I, yeah, I think it's. We've le- we all learned something today. Yes, and I think they're very good episodes. And that is, what is? watch the episodes a little bit before. <laughs> You do the podcast as opposed to three weeks ago, and then you'd be like, oh, I don't really remember what happened. I know this happens every week, every time we do this. Anyway, that was episodes eight and nine, and uh, that's Lovely it. Good episodes. Oh, yeah, we thoroughly enjoyed well, them. Well, we've watching 30 to 40 times. And I can't wait to be reviewing episodes 10 and 11, which will be coming up very soon uh, um, for anyone. <laughs> for all nine of you. For anyone that actually gives... Oh, shit. Okay, good. Right. So, there's been quite a bit of swearing in this episode. Uh, that's been a bit of swearing, yes. Oh, dear. Sorry Never about mind. that. Never mind. All right, then. Bye. Bye.